Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to you. It's time we talk. Season one, episode seven. This is the final episode of the first season. My name is Carlos Smith, and I'm back again with the original panel. To my left, we have Mr. Nico Wilson. Also, Mr. Alex Tucker. To my right, we have Miss Anastasia Booker. And also to my right, we have Mr. TJ Booker. And today we got a different a special episode. This episode is a little bit different. We have a bowl that we'll be reaching into to uh, ask random questions. A lot of them we don't, most of all of them, we don't know what's on the questions. So we'll just be picking them out and answering them one by one within this next hour. But before we dive into it, I want to ask everybody at the table. Um, we'll start off on the list. I missed to make, I'll let you go first. This, wrapping up this first season, what was your impression of this season? I thought it was outstanding. I thought that we really made a difference in Union County. Um, people were approaching me saying, hey, you guys are doing a great thing. It's positive. It's informative. This is what we need. And to me, that's probably the biggest compliment you could give what we're doing. So kudos to, to TJ and Stacey for coming with the concept. Alex for bringing the swag. <laughs> Jerome for behind the scenes. And of course, you Carlos for, for bringing it all together for the project. So I'm, I'm hoping we can continue to do this in the future. Oh, it's my turn? Yep. Oh, guys, the podcast is great. I mean, I'm talking about the camaraderie was awesome. I mean, before we started this, uh, we knew of each other, but we didn't know each other, right? And now look at us. Seven episodes later, I mean, they are going by fast. Uh, I think the benefit for Union County for this was a platform, a positive platform for them to uh, express themselves, ask questions. Um, And I can only see this getting better in season two. Yeah. So Um, I was surprised how successful it was. It really was. I was like, okay, maybe people are going to listen. I don't know. But people were listening and people were like really telling us, you know, keep going. We want to hear more. And we kept it positive the whole time. Like we, we kept it positive. We haven't had any negative feedback from my view, you know, um, just the sound. Yeah. But yeah. And it's been fun. I've been, I've enjoyed it. Well, you know, I want to just say thank you for, each and every one of you, I thought enough of you to ask for a reason. And uh, I've been getting that same feedback, just hopefully we can carry it on and continue to be positive while making a change and difference here in Union. I really appreciate you all taking your time. I appreciate the listeners or uh, the input that you gave us. Uh, sorry about the technical issues we had at the beginning of our first time, but we are getting it. And uh, we had a card that I kind of want uh, to make it a read from one of our first guests. Sure. So this came from uh, John Gregory, who was on one of our shows talking about union growth. Uh, he says, Union is time we talk team. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be a guest on your podcast. I had a blast doing the show and enjoying the sunset. Keep up the good work to let me know if there's anything I can do to help. I wish you much success in improving our community. Signed, John Gregory. It's yeah, so. little stuff like that that you see that people appreciate. We had some good guests on, uh, sheriff candidates. It was good. We had uh, Miss Powell. We had uh, Curtis uh, Hunter. It was it was very good. You know, I enjoy all of that. And the the panel, like I said, you guys brought the best out. We had our behind the scenes moments, but we right. <laughs> we got it going. Yeah, so. 
I, I just want to say I want to thank everybody here. You guys mean a lot to me. Like I said, well, thank you, TJ, for helping put this together. I was honored that you thought that much of me to, you know, kind of be the moderator of this to other um the round table, the panel. Um, so you know, I see you guys quite often because I come here and get my hair cut as well. Um, to me, I haven't seen you in a long time. But I remember when you first walked in, I was like, she looked familiar. <laughs> but it, it it was good to see you again. And then um also tell you know, we went to school together. We you know, it's, it's been 10 years since we graduated, man. So it was like, finally good to, you know, see you again. Because, you know, after high school, we you really don't see everybody like you used to. So it was good to just see see you again and just see everybody here and, you know, build and, and look forward to doing this again next season. Because it's, it's been fun for me as well. And also, just the people that have come in and um, the networking, um, the things that I've learned so much that I didn't know about from, from a business perspective on. Um, all of you have added something to my life, so I'm grateful to have all of you here, and I appreciate the opportunity. And that guy back there behind oh. the camera, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, most definitely. Thank yeah. you, Juwan, because yeah. you, you definitely helped um, make this successful as well, because a lot of people, all, just about every time, you don't, the people watching this, they don't see what's going on behind the scenes. They don't get to see you, so thank you for contributing and helping make this a, a success as well. Um, so I guess we'll get to it. Who wants to Go first and dig out the first question. It was an honest thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this right here is uh, the importance of registering to vote in jury selection. I think it's another question to get something like this. So we can kind of... No, no. No. The importance of registering to vote in jury selections. I think uh, when you're a registered voter, uh, you also become a potential juror, you know, so. It's all kind of voter suppression things going about that people don't realize or think about, but it is very important to not only register to vote, you also can also register to run for offices, and you also uh, need to vote. You know, just kind of have your voice. That's my two cents on that. Absolutely. Well, I have to comment. Uh, you had mentioned before that uh, you had served on a jury in a grand jury. Grand jury. And if uh, it's supposed to be a jury of your peers, if you are in the system where they can pick you to be a juror, a juror, and you happen to be the individual on the other end, then you may never see your peers serving on, on the jury. So I would encourage everybody to make sure that you're in the system. I think you go in automatically and register the DMV and they have your social numbers, unless there's a reason why you can't serve. I never served on jury because yeah. I was employed. I got I got one before the COVID nineteen hit and then COVID they said they canceled it. So mm-hmm. they had me. But um I think it's very important. It's part of that civic duty that you were talking about people. Yeah. And and think about it when you register your it's like you said, you know, you have people say, Well, you know, they let the murderers or uh, Breonna Taylor go. Well the grand juror had the decision to whether they indict or not. And if you don't register to vote, you may never become a grand juror. Like I said, I did that for two years. The second year, I volunteered. I learned the law, and then I also could see cases to whether they need to go to court or not. So you really do need to uh, register to vote. And, and don't when you get that letter, don't be like, oh, I'm not going. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, they yeah. pay you to do it. Your job got to pay you if you take off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is it? Twenty dollars a day they pay you. You know, I would have got my twenty. They call me. Well, yeah, it's twenty dollars a day. And your job, see, if you got, if you work for coal, whatever, then you get your regular, your regular check. Yeah. Then you have to use a vacation day. Yeah. See, I never, <laughs> I, I never. I'm, I'm probably gonna jinx myself. Mm-hmm. I never had to do jury. 
Yeah, it is coming. I never, I never heard of you guys in that courtroom. Yeah, your name. Yeah, the club court said, "Oh, I missed y'all. We get you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is important to vote, though. Like I always say, you know, it's. I can't, we can't tell you who to vote for, but just to, it's important to like let you, just let your voice be heard. Um, it's not up to us. You you make your own decision, but we have people that fought for the right for us to vote. So I think if you're eligible to do it, make sure you um, do your homework and vote for whoever you feel is the best candidate to, and in your local election as well. Yeah. I would add what you said about uh, Brianna Taylor. Um, the Attorney General is an elected position. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, if you you elect the wrong attorney general, then the results might be what happened because they bring the indictments in in uh, these cases. So if they had brought the right indictment, maybe then the jurors could have brought the the right decision. From my perspective, yeah. You know, Trey Goddard said what you said. Trey Goddard said a uh, 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 attorney general can indict a ham sandwich if he wants to. You know, that's what Trey Goddard yeah. said. He said you can indict whoever you want. So that's the importance of voting. You can talk, fight, march all you want. If you're not registered to vote, yeah. what they used to tell you say, don't even say nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anybody else want to add something? Who's right. next? Who's next? Next question. Next. Who's next? Um, um, educational opportunities in the union. Oh, good question. Well, we know we got Spartanburg Community College. Yes, I don't know. One seventy six. You got USC Union, which is not a four year school for nursing. Yeah, for yeah nursing. that's a big deal. Well, you know now they also have what they call BAIS degree, but you can get four years if you're over twenty five. It's okay. called a BAIS degree. I they had that when I went to university up there, and um, you can actually get a a, a degree up there even before you know other than nursing. It's concentration of studies. Mm-hmm. And um, I know you were telling me about a uh, program at Spartanburg Community College um, where that they would young, young, I guess younger men and women under a certain age, they offered them um, opportunities to get their GED, job training, um, any type of help that they need to come up in, in the work and workforce and, you know, from what you told me, I, I haven't looked into it, but I did tell a few young people that there are a few opportunities at Spartanburg Community College because everybody doesn't want to do four years, you know. Mm-hmm. So you you can get a trade. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. Trades where the money mm-hmm. yeah. without the debt. You can go to all yep. Spartanburg Community College up under the education lottery just about free. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go to university almost free. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. But tricky is though, if you do go to the university, do not graduate with an associate's because if you yeah. get that associate's degree you know you can march and all that but if you get that degree you're not your college or graduate yeah. and now your life scholarship and stuff kind of you lose your money and a lot of people don't know that I yeah, you know. and I learned that the hard way you go Bob, you learn all this stuff I went to USC Union um, and I did get my associate's and then when I went to USC Upstate one of those grants I got, I was no longer eligible for because I was now a graduate. And I was like, wow, I wish someone had told me that. Well, I did my two years up there. Once I did my two years there, they were like, you want to walk? I was like, no. I'm going to continue my education. And once you get that, that life scholarship, 
You forgot. You guys forgot a, a really important center of education in this town, and it's our public library. Public library, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we got we got a great public library. They yeah. offer classes on financial, yeah, yeah, financial literacy. Uh, I'm pretty sure if you ask them to teach something, they'll teach it. So you know, yeah. shout out to the library, Carnegie. Yeah. You guys, you know, we have it. Next season we get them on there. Uh, on we the haven't got Cole going on there. Yeah. We'll do that. We got a lot of people we miss, like Ike up at the uh, Ike uh, McKenzie. He's right. over in the, the Spartanburg Tech and Union. Right. We need to get those guys on, on yeah. the show pretty soon. Definitely. You got anything on I, I just think we, um, as far as I think we still need to do more for like the kids um, that may not go to college, the ones, because yeah. school is not for everybody. So, we need to figure out a way to get those kids who, mm-hmm. after they graduate, find something to do while they're in school, like a uh, more entrepreneurship type things. I would love to see them do that. Because like I said, when we were in school, they didn't really teach us about entrepreneurship. So something for those kids that already feel like after high school, they're going to be done. Like they don't want to go back to school. I feel like we need to have something geared towards them as well, that they want to go in straight into the work. That is something I'm, I'm, I'm personally working on with the... Um uh, Chamber of Commerce and, and uh, the Small Business Development Centers, Community College, and many people I can get to contribute to a free, <laughs> operative word is free, mm-hmm. free service um, where you know young folks can kind of get that too. Back to what AJ said when mm-hmm. he was on, he yeah. said, Nobody told me that I could go into design, you know, and that's not something maybe you think about with a traditional college. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and if anybody's listening that will want to help with your expertise, you know, you're a small business man. You have a real estate business. Yeah. You're an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at folks to come in and talk about their experience. And I think that's what young people really want to hear. Like, mm-hmm. okay, what's the pitfalls? What are, mm-hmm. you know, the real deal? The stuff you don't know, you know, yeah. you, you don't get in class. Mm-hmm. That's really the thing. And, you know, the thing about it, a lot of kids, that's where they get stuck in life is yeah. after high school. What do I do mm-hmm. now? If you don't have the parental guidance or a mentor or someone teaching you those things, because everybody don't. I didn't. You know, I didn't have anybody guiding me anywhere. I pretty much got through it my own, you know, my own way. So everybody don't have that. So if sometimes you have to put it in their face where they see it because mm-hmm. they get lost and they get stuck. And then they're, you know... They don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. You're 30 years old and you're finding out something that, you know, because you didn't know. Absolutely. Yeah. Is it my time to pull from the book? Let me do one. Here we Who go. Yes. He's trying to pull his own. No, no, no. Is it okay? Okay. What song would you say describes you and your friends towards the community? One more time. One song. What, what song? Would you say describes you and your feelings um, or your feelings towards the community? A song. Ooh, uh, so I can go first. Go first. I will go first. Uh, as far as a song, uh, I would like to use the song We Will Rock You. Uh, you know the song? We will, we will rock you. Thank you, TJ. Thank you. Uh, just because we're such a uh, strong community, uh, even though we have our differences, uh, we still somehow, some way, come together to support good causes such as you and this time we talk. Uh, and uh, that's just a song that gets everybody up, you know, mm-hmm. gets you rallied. So mm-hmm. that's the one for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's I a tough question. Ask, I, to hit me, um, we are family. Ooh. So you put we are family. Yeah, that's good. Almost losing me. That's a good song. That was a hit. Yeah, that's good. Carlos. I'll go. Uh, for me, I'll say um, one of my favorite records was from one of my favorite artists, uh, Nipsey Hussle. I would say Down is great. Um, it's just one of those records. He was somebody who did so much for his community. Um, you know, of course, he had like a past when he was in the streets, but he turned it around, became a successful artist. But he, the way he believed in his people and, and bought back some part of his community in uh, Crenshaw, um, I would say Down is a great. He just talks about some of the, like his vision and the things that he saw. And he was just somebody that was so far ahead of his time. And then, uh, fortunately, you know, in his community, he was gunned down. Um, but I, w- I would say down is great because for me, I just look at it like I want to do something uh, um, to give back and uh, inspire people. So I, I would my, I would say down is great. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I go with, uh, I guess, two popping in my mind. One of them is Man in the Mirror. You know, we started with the man in the mirror. You know, when we talk about better you, you got to start with yourself. You got uh, Michael Jackson's song, that song. I started with the man in the mirror. You know what we're talking about. Uh, so it takes each and every one of us to make a difference. And you start with yourself. Yeah. And then two, uh, Jesus loves little children. Oh. Red, yellow, black, and white. They're all precious in this sight. Mm-hmm. I won't say that because we are all brothers and sisters. And we got to realize that yeah. no matter what color we are, we bleed red. So... Uh, that inspires me to help every person I can here in you, or uh, no matter where you go. I don't. Still. <laughs> that took me out of loop. That's a good question. That was you. That was you right there. That was you. Oh, that was I can't remember that. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, 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 Right. Mm-hmm. It's only good. Right. Right. Fishbowl, right. who's next? So, oh, okay. Mentorship. 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 Wow. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. You want to go first? Okay. Uh, uh, you want to go first? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now. Uh, mentorship works both ways. You have to mentor, and then someone has to ship with you right yeah. right you you can be you can have all this vessel of knowledge you to give to someone but that individual has to want to receive that right mm-hmm. right how many times have we tried to say Man, i'm trying to help you I'm, I'm trying to tell you this right and then that person just can't don't want to receive it as the old saying says uh you take a horse to water that's me that's me that mentorship is real and, and it's important for union county and uh I just, uh, the other day I had this little kid with me. Uh, he called me out of the blue and he said, I just need to get out of the house, man. I just need to, I want to go ride with you. I said, okay, I'm going to do some errands and come on. And uh, he's just having some family problems. So, you know, sometimes just pulling somebody mm-hmm. with you, you know, no matter, like you said, white, black, brown, Asian, it don't yeah, matter. Just, all right, buddy, I, I can be that friend. I can be that adult, that mentor to, you can confide in, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll go next. Uh, I think mentorship is super important. Um, of course, I always say my parents were definitely uh, mentored me. But when I got to college, um, I would say uh, Coach Cox. That's when I, that was my first experience, you know, 
working in the media. I had a chance to cover high school football and, you know, just me opening my mouth and telling him what I needed for as far as the internship because I didn't really pay attention to it until, like, my senior year when it was time for me to graduate. And I was just like, okay, it's almost time for me to get out of here. So uh, he was the first person that introduced me to, like, working in the media, him and uh, my uh, friend Ken Blankenship. They uh, they showed me the ropes of, like, working in the media, working in radio, because um, that was something foreign to me, um, especially, like, as African-American. A lot of times we don't see a lot of us, like, working in the media as journalists. Um, and then when we do, sometimes they get a lot of flack for, for many different reasons. But a lot of times we're like the voice, um, we're voices. So it's important. I was highly encouraged more people, like if that's your passion, get into the media. But um, mentorship is super important because they showed me the ropes um, of like interviewing professional athletes and just high school athletes. So that was something that I, that, that was one of my favorite things. One of my most memorable things about college was just that opportunity, lifetime opportunity to cover like, um, the Hornets, uh, the Panthers. I did NASCAR. Some of the some of the guys that we grew up watching on TV, like I was like in the presence of them. So, just I would definitely say I, I'll tie in the mentorship along with kids going to college with internship. That's something you definitely need. Don't just go to have fun. Um, get an internship as quick as you can. I, I didn't get mine until my senior year, but I wish I would have did it early on. Yeah. I never came home. I was at, I, I, when I once I went to college. I never came home a summer. Yeah, my family mm. never saw me. All four years. Mm. Not even Christmas. Wow. Right. wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know you got ghosts. Yeah. 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 I, I would say mentorship wise at in union, um, there's a lot of kids that slip through the cracks. Um, a lot of kids that become the troubled youth or things like that. A lot of, you know, working at DSS, I work with foster kids, I work with teenagers, I work with, you know, a few different types of kids and Honestly, you know, they get labeled. Mm-hmm. They get labeled really fast. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, if a child is acting out, it's because something's going on. And if they don't have anyone trying to help them get through it, explain it to them, um, understand them, listen a little bit, then that trouble youth becomes a troubled adult. Mm-hmm. It doesn't break a cycle. Um, mentorship is very important to break those cycles. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, it's, it's very important. I remember mm-hmm. I heard uh, they did a study on mentorship saying that nine out of ten kids that don't graduate high school end up going to uh, jail because if you don't graduate high school or don't have a trade, you end up getting in trouble. And they said nine out of ten that don't have a, a, a father figure or a, a role model, uh, they end up not graduating school. And uh, me, myself, I was lucky. I had stepdad, dad. Uh, I had several guys in my life, uh, preachers, ministers, that really took time with me because I was headed down that path. But and no matter what I did, I always had somebody to always stir me back. You know, so I can imagine kids that don't have that. The first thing mm-hmm. they're gonna do is not graduate high school, and then when you don't graduate high school, what is left for you to do? Get in trouble. You know, so. Male and female, so yeah. mentorship uh, it starts young and it goes up, you know, all the way through through your adult life. You need someone to uh, lean on, so mm-hmm. mentorship is very uh, important, you know. And that, mm-hmm. and I think everybody who ended up going to jail, they said nine out of ten people who was in prison didn't have uh, somebody in their life to kind of steer them the right way, nor did they graduate high school. So you can kind of see uh, through. Uh, 
the high school, you see when they start dropping out, you know, you can kind of determine nine, nine percent of the time they're in the, uh, in the penal system mm-hmm. because of that. That's the importance of mentorship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got the mentor. Um, you know, the, the, what you said on the back end there about it starts being young, but also throughout your adult life. Mm-hmm. I know I failed because one of the things they don't really tell you is that you need to seek out your mentor. Mm-hmm. Well seek said. out a mentor. Yeah. And, you know, be fairly aggressive about yeah, it. Right. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I, and ask them specifically, I want you, Stacy, to be my mentor. And then establish what that relationship is. Um, I want to talk to you once a month. I want to, you know, I want to get to know about X, Y, Z because you're where I want to be. And and I didn't do that in, in part of my military career. And I wish I had had I known better. So anybody that's listening, don't be shy. Don't ask somebody to be your mentor. And and also I'll add on to that. Like I said, open your mouth. Don't be afraid to ask what you um what you um, let them know what you need. And also, when when you seek out somebody who's doing something positive in the community, and also be willing to learn and work free and take criticism. Like don't don't go in looking for a paycheck either, because a lot of times people will they only want something that they're gonna get a paycheck for. So if you can go in that experience that you can get, it'll be way more valuable than uh, a paycheck in the long run. So go in, be willing to learn, be willing to take some constructive criticism and, and don't always look for a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Are you so, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good segue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what business would you like to see come to you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who wanna go for a TJ? You go for I didn't see that one coming. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. I got it. I got one for you guys. Uh, a business that comes to Union. Uh, I can't tell you a particular industry, but the business needs to bring up a lot of jobs. Yeah. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. I I would like for us to get more uh, manufacturing companies back here. Um, I would like for us to get more community based nonprofits that hire within the community. Uh, if you want to call a battered, battered women's shelter a business, we can, right? We don't have that. There's certain things that we don't have in our community that um, would help us. I know us. somebody that wants to do that, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to do it, but capital and everything else. Got to have that. Yeah. 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 So just just uh, when you think about a business coming in, you know, realize the population size, the uh Export and import. How do you get your goods here? We do have restrictions on that. Um, but ultimately, serve the community with your business. You know, I can't tell you a Chick-fil-A. I can't tell you a, a Wendy's. They, they only can hire so many people. I need a manufacturing company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would think more, and, and we do need that as well. And for the younger generation, I've talked to a few young people, and they were like, they would like to see something not just say Big E, but something in that some type of, you know, one big place with a lot of entertainment for them to go because we have to think we have kids, we have teenagers, what is there to do? They have to leave, they have to go to Greenville, Spartanburg, it's not, you know, it's not a lot here. Mm -hmm. We have some things, but not a whole lot, you know, so. Mm -hmm. So like a trampoline park. Yeah, like uh, how Big E has a theater, a mm. bowling alley, 
um, arcade all in one. Mm. You know, you can, it doesn't have to be that brand per se, but something around that idea. Um, laser tag, anything for them to do, you know, something positive and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard you, a lot of young people say that. Yeah. Something I would say, uh, kind of similar to that. Uh, well, two things. One of them I would like to see any type of business, something that'll be, will have, will bring like a good work life balance also. Like, I, I mean, I understand you have to work, <laughs> but like those, the, Jobs where you have to work the twelve hours, seven days a week. Yeah. It's long yeah. and it's strenuous, and you don't have time to, to spend time with your family. Something that's got a good, a great work-life balance that would yeah. be something. And also, um, something like you said with youth or whatever. Like even grown people, I know a lot of people like to play video games. So if we had like a gaming center, because playing on online, um, a lot of people play online for and make a lot of money online yeah. now. So. If we had like a center like that, maybe it'll keep some of those kids, you know, engaged, you know, off the streets or something mm-hmm. like that. So, um, if we had like a gaming center or something to keep keep those, yeah, gaming terms, yeah, make it fun for them and keep them active and off the streets. Something I think that would definitely help as well. I tell you, I don't know whether this would be a business or not, but uh, what keeps coming to my mind with having you? I have had a lot of family members who always run into those little small home cars. You know, I want somebody to come teach people. And if you already need a hundred dollars, don't go someone who's gonna give you a hundred dollars, but want you to give them a hundred and fifty back right. of your hundred dollars. So I don't guess it'd be a business, but the educational system for the school, farmer tech, they need to take a financial literacy uh, type class, mm-hmm. that type of business, uh, 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 a life coach type Ooh. thing, because. The last thing you need, if you already need, you didn't pay your light bill, you need a hundred bucks. So now you're going to run to one of these little small loan companies to borrow a hundred bucks and you're going to give them $50 back every week for three weeks of your own, you're giving them your own money back plus mm-hmm. another $50 that you didn't have. So my business would be somebody to kind of educate people on how to handle money and that type of thing. That hurts you a lot I mean, when you see all these little it's a dead circle. I have had relatives who've been going to these places for 20 something years. They never paid it off, right? Ain't that crazy? Ain't that so high? They got a documentary. That's what hurts. I had one aunt that I remember. I'm not calling her name. But I remember she's like, I owe these people $50, TJ. I'm going to go give them. She's like, I'm going to go ahead and give them that 50 bucks. She came back. I saw her own $50. He said, Oh, they let me renew my own. <laughs> Are you serious? So they just let you borrow another fifty dollars of your own money, so you can get them another hundred back. Like, so my business would be a, a some kind of literacy business to teach people to stop throwing their money away like that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, because you're going backwards. There's an uh, actual model in uh, India. I think this gentleman, he, he might have even had a. Uh, Nobel. Like a Nobel Peace Prize yeah. Nobel Prize for economics, and it's micro lending. So you know you have a lot of poor people in India, they a lot do. of poor women in India. So what they do is essentially establish micro lending. So instead of a thousand dollars, which is typically what people have to go even the title loan in the United States, yeah. but what if I only need a hundred? No bank is going to give you a hundred dollars. Right? right. Well, this bank does. He'll give you a hundred dollars. And then you pay back minimal interest, and it helps folks start their businesses. Just 
get out of debt or whatever the case may be. And I don't know if that model it really exists in the United States. I think there is a couple of models. What, what is that online app like yes. that? Uh, pay a cat, do you give you uh, your paycheck a week in advance or something like yeah. that? Yeah. What's it called? John. 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 That's what hurts you. Yeah. You know, like that, that hurts us. Yeah. And that, then yeah. you're right. There are tips and ways to get around to go uh, instead of going and getting this high interest rate on this thousand dollar loan where you could just say, let me just get my paycheck a week earlier, and then I'll just make ends meet. I'm going to tell you a little secret yeah. that I did how I started off. Yeah. I can go to your personnel manager, right, and you tell them, you say, look, I want to start a little, I, I want to pay my, I said I want to pay my own self child support. So I would tell my personnel manager, you will resource, I want you to take $50 out of my check every week, and just, I never see it, just take it out. Right. All right, so now, by the end of the month, I'll say 200 bucks. Right. Okay. In ten months, you can save two thousand. Yeah. You see how mm-hmm. they how they work out uh, your own money, but don't touch it. Right. You just let go. Just let go. You deduct that from your own paycheck, but that hurts you a lot. Yeah. You know these little small places. They're probably gonna be mad at me for saying this, but hey, this is the union's time we talk. I'm trying to help mm-hmm. you out a little bit. Yeah, predatory lending. Yeah, that's predatory lending. So people who are already finding and think about they lend you your own money. They you think about it. They are. You know, yeah. they're giving you your own money. You giving them, you, they letting you hold a hundred, and you giving them a hundred fifty back. Yeah. Or guess oh, what? They're gonna get you They're gonna for that title and that car. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, so yeah. they're it back. And then they're gonna I'm have gonna a car. I can't go to work because the car gone. Yeah. I'm in the same hole. I'm in the deeper hole. You know, yeah. So that's my business. We wanted to kind of educate people on how to manage their own money, especially when you go to work every week. I, I would like some type of adult. We only got like one bar in town. I would like something where we could go sit down and like you know network and have like a nice drink or something like that. That would be nice because I have to go to Greenville for that now, you know. Mm-hmm. But I would like something like that, like a meet and greet type. Yeah, thing. like a place where you could just like this right here and we say, "Hey guys, let's meet up at like a lounge." Yeah, mm-hmm. a lounge, you know, something like that, and and still. Well, I can't say that on here. I'm sure there are available people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one cool thing that we could do is possibly uh, a speed date. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Just you know, the town is small, but everybody don't know everybody. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's like, not related to everybody. 
Right. You know what I'm but saying? But you know the problem with that small town thing? You get to know someone through someone. Yeah, you don't yeah. get to meet them. Yeah, you get yeah. someone that's like, oh, they're yeah, this or they're yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you get to know them. Yeah, yeah. I just, I think, I think uh, we should. If you posted one, you probably have lined up at the door. Yeah. You, I was going to say, you probably have a whole I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think people be conscious. Well, for a speed, they not because they just want to get out, mask up, show up, mm. socially Oh, they would enjoy yeah. it, though. Especially with a mask. Single people, yeah. Do it, Tony. Do it, man. Man, look. Because if <laughs> I'm the host, okay? Main Street Junction. Main Street Junction. We're not the top floor. Do it. For a few hours. Do it. Just do it. Mm-hmm. It might be fun. And then advertise your business. And then I get to yeah, And look, you, you wear a mask. You, you probably don't know who you're talking to. You really get to know. Oh, you want like a masquerade mask? Any kind of mask. You gotta wear that mask. You gotta wear that mask. Yeah. Yeah. You should do it. Well, you just yeah. think about you want me to see what they're dressing up. Or do you say, look, it's like a $5 entry fee to help cover the cost of the venue, yeah. right? I'm mm-hmm. sure people will do it. They'll pay $20 to get into the hole in the wall, too. They'll pay $5. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there, too. But <laughs> <laughs> they'll pay $5, $10 to oh, come. Yeah. I might try. We got any single people right here at the table? I might try. I might try. I'm going to say, hmm. <laughs> but yeah, guys, that, that's my pick on it. That's, I think. I was gonna say I kind of piggyback off of you on that. I think it'll be a good idea to bring something yeah. like that, right? It's, it gives some people something else to do, like people that single. Like mm-hmm. for me, I man, I, I haven't dated anybody since for you in like I literally ten, ten years, take, man. Take <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say like, oh, no, no. y'all see? But yeah, I'm not really. I mean, when I come to you, and I'm basically here with like a haircut. I'm, I'm not. I mean, I'm staying in the country, or whatever. But still, I don't, I don't know. I think something like you were saying. Well, would be a great idea though. Yeah. Well, for the so. folks that are watching um, live, would y'all be interested in a speed dating, socially distant speed dating? Hosted by Alex. Hosted by Alex. Y'all didn't volunteer me. Guess what? Maybe. You'll go home with a brochure. You'll go home. You'll go home. Yeah. Yeah. It's great market. With social media on Instagram, you can tie your neighborhood counties into it. It might be yeah, and, I, and I think that's important too because that way, you know, a lot of times if you just inbox somebody or something, mm-hmm. like, Damn, I don't really know you, man. They yeah, might look at you like you're crazy, but if they in the same environment and you get to interact with them face to face, that'd be totally different than just like something on social media. So and if, if, yeah, it's if, a good if, idea. If it's not mm. speed dating, maybe it's just your networking opportunity. Mm. You know, yeah. Yeah. entrepreneurs, you mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. Right? Well, y'all help me. Yes. Well, y'all help me see how yeah. I brought you into it. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. Next time we talk, I'll see you then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll tell you when you will put your front porch in go to Sparmer Regional. All those doctors and nurses, yeah. they're, they're full of women in there. Right. Men, just single people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just kind of put your porch up there. Man, I'll tell you. They come from all over. The traveling nurses come from Columbia. Oh. Uh, doctors and nurses. I appreciate it. We're out there. All right. The importance of life insurance, term versus whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The importance of life insurance. Oh, see, life insurance is very important because we all going to face death. 
We have family members who face death. Uh, you have two types of policies out there. You have what you call a whole life policy, which is uh, most time they're around 10, uh, maybe 15,000, sometimes $25,000 in case of uh, death. Uh, and usually a funeral around here costs anywhere from 5,000 to 10,000. So if you got 10,000 on grandmother, uncle, aunt, somebody else, that's pretty much taken care of. But I want to introduce people kind of to like what you call a term policy, especially when people just get married, young people. You can get those policies. They last about 15 years, 20 years, or 30 years. And you give them for about anywhere from 250 grand, 150 grand, 100 grand. And the younger you put them up, the cheaper they are. Okay. And then in that case, if you are accidental death come, a car accident, anything, you don't leave your family with such a burden. You know, uh, last thing you want to do is leave a wife or a, a husband mm -hmm. and with small children. You got to bury them. Then you got to go start a GoFundMe. And then sometimes people go get t-shirt, $25, 30 and they get 25 30 of those shirts. Could have paid for the funeral, but hey, people do what they like to do. But uh, what I was telling you is the term policy, sometimes you can get those things for $25, $30 a month, hundred grand, hundred fifty grand. And if you got car insurance with Allstate, uh, Farm Bureau, State Farm, a lot of times if you get a, a policy with them, it makes your insurance rate go down on your cars also. And uh, it's just something people need to think about and something we don't want to face, but we, we see a lot of deaths, especially with COVID-19. People die all the time. And I think a lot of people would put themselves in better financial situations if they did explore a different kind of policy. Some people say, well, you got to get a whole life. Uh, which, like I said, might go ten grand, fifteen dollars a month. But what's that going to do to a young person who just bought a home? Mm -hmm. You know. So. And, and just a note to uh, everybody: uh, this is not a, a paid sponsorship no. for any of these companies that you just mentioned or anything you might have mentioned here. However, if you want to contact us yeah. <laughs> as a sponsor, we want to have to talk to y'all across <laughs> yeah. the yeah. And I'll yeah. just add that. Um, the life insurance is very important and we often forget like young the younger we are we think we're invincible and mm -hmm. we think that okay my mom or my grandma have they have life insurance so if something happened I'm you know I don't have to work but what if something happens to you who's gonna pay for that you know where does that leave if your mother what does that leave your children you know you have to get those things in line from a time you become an adult, even if, if you get it before, you know, parents usually have it on you, but when you're able and eligible, get it. You know, it's a it's not a lot of money a month. It And, you know, there are like, you know, term versus whole, but to have it in general is a help rather than mm -hmm. a family going around trying to collect money to, to bury right. you. Absolutely. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I hate seeing, you know, a lot of you see young people dying and online they have to go farm you they got to have a cookout or something to kind of like raise money and like you said it's something we don't like to talk about but it's something that basically that's the only thing that's guaranteed in life it's like we all got to leave here at some yeah. point in time so it's so important to make sure you have life insurance um because you don't want to leave your family like you said with that debt and um because you never like you never know we ne we don't know when we're gonna leave it we just know it's a time Coming for everybody. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I, I don't have any children yet, nor am I married. 
but uh, I did leave my little brother's name on my policy. I had three little brothers, and uh, they know that. And I was like, you know, if I was to leave this earth, you guys would know what to do to take care of the family. So uh, definitely get that life insurance because mm-hmm. every time you get in the car, you take a risk. Yeah. 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 So. That's probably a whole another episode where we could talk about life insurance. But I would add to that is a will. Mm-hmm. Yes. A living will. You need, you need to tell people what you want to have happen to you if you're mm-hmm. ever going to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, put it in writing mm-hmm. and make sure um, somebody knows where all your accounts are. Don't be afraid. I know sometimes in the predominantly in the black community, you don't talk about money. Mm-hmm. I don't want somebody to know how much money I got. But I need you to know where all my accounts are, so mm-hmm. my bills can get paid, so my stuff doesn't go into probate. Because it will go there. <laughs> right? Go so there. I passed away, my stuff is in probate, mm-hmm. and, and they're going to hold it there for however long until the debts are paid, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have those conversations, so really, yeah. you know, put your pride to the side. Hey, this is what I want to have happen to me. And have that hard conversation early. Mm-hmm. And then you see about. families fighting over items or mm-hmm. who's going to get food. <laughs> you know, yeah. those things in order. Yeah. <laughs> so, it is, yeah, it's very important to bring that question up. Uh, explore term, explore whole. Mm-hmm. But when you're young, you're really looking to turn because you get a lot of money for low dollars. It don't last for a long time, but you mainly want to make sure it's why your kids are small, yeah. you know, it, to where if you leave and your kids still got to go to college or can kind of help them start a business they want to start, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. You want your person here, but just in case. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I thought it's something we yeah. need to hear. Next. Mm-hmm. Who's next? Arkansas. Mm-hmm. While he's when he's shaking up, uh, John Gerger says life policies with a term writer. He was on our podcast before uh, are an option too. It gives you more coverage when you're younger, like TJ mentioned, while still having something left at the end to show for it. There's also a sort of hybrid policy called attorney premium that's good for some people. And I think that the teaching point is to. Make sure you know all your options and what's yeah, available to yeah. you, right? Uh, J. Rock Smith says these things need to be taught in our churches. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of things need to be taught in our churches. Yeah, because where a lot of them end up, you know, after you pass, mm-hmm. churches are the ones that, you know. Well, they're yeah. going, most time of Saturday, they're going, they're going to hit you for a grand, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, you ready for this question here? This is one that uh, finally we get the answer for a viewer. Uh, what do you think about the trash can controversy <laughs> wow. for the new trash cans on Main Street? <laughs> Y'all had to educate uh, me on that one. Yeah. Uh, all I know is we got new trash cans. Yeah. Uh, and I heard they got like a thousand of these. Are they, hey. Like 10,000 of them? Or 10 of them. So I know a little bit. Go ahead. I know a little bit firsthand about it. Mm-hmm. And I was approached to say, you know, we should talk about this on the podcast <laughs> so people can hear what actually happened. Okay. So. To, to my understanding, what it, it what, what it actually is is Palmetto Pride. You know, they Palmetto Pride is, does all the, the cleanup and the, right. the, mm-hmm. and they provide grants as well. Okay. So uh, that's actually free money. It was grant money, ten thousand dollars to get uh, trash cans. So if it hadn't come to Union, it would have went somewhere else. Yeah, and it had to be used for the trash. And it had to be used for something like that. And they are very specific. 
Oh, yeah. So, you know, that leads me to the, the importance of, of, like, when you have to read kind of news and you read yeah. those times, and I know you those times <laughs> in a way. So we really are providing a service of clarification yeah. here. Because yeah. <laughs> a lot of people, I had someone right? say to me, you see, you know, you see the trash cans, you know, we spent this amount on it. From, you really know, and you're thinking... I didn't. I didn't know anything about it. I was like, "Oh, we have new trash cans." You know, I didn't pay attention. But you know, you have some, you know, citizens that think that came from taxpayers' money. But you know what we do, though, and I'm guilty of it. We are. We assume and we're headlining. We are headlining. We don't read the article. We don't go a little extra deeper, or even. Pick up the phone and say, "Hey, did this really cost ten thousand dollars?" You know, just ask somebody. They'll tell you the backstory of what happened. Uh, another piece is, I think you mentioned too, Alex. Was uh, one of you mentioned is making sure you're going to the county council meetings, mm-hmm. city council meetings, so you meetings. have an opportunity to ask while they're in the process yeah. of planning and doing. Mm-hmm. Now you can stand up and say, "Hey, during the public, you know, comment section." Well, I disagree with this, or mm-hmm. I totally agree with this, and be a part of the process, yeah, not I, after the fact. I tell yeah. you what, is there trash on the ground on Main Street? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, are the trash cans working? Yeah. Trash Let us think about it. I'm going to a gas station. You see trash cans, you're going to clean the car. Right. You yeah. know, it's good to have trash cans. Just keep Main Street looking good. If they wouldn't have, then you'd be fussing yeah. saying, yeah. oh, why you got all the trash on the yeah. street? And somebody making a trash can and more power to you yeah. know and make trash can you see you give a good I like it it looks better and better each time on Main Street. I like it's, the I, I like the big plants they got on Main Street. It's the big flowers. I saw them in Sparkmark, they're pretty up there on Main Street. We're getting there. Trash cans paint. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So I'm glad we brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you clarified it. Yeah. Oh, the county didn't spend it on that. This is going pretty good. Yeah. I like it. What do you think about Union and USC Union investing in a trolley to connect Main Street, the bypass for tourists? Locals? Locals? Tourists and locals. Tourists and locals. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Great idea. Yeah. So I, I know I know that they've done a transportation study uh-huh. uh, in in the county, and um, mm-hmm. you know it could be cost prohibitive to have like a whole bus line system or something like that. But I'm thinking about you know places um, that are smaller mm-hmm. that actually can have maybe a trolley system. And I'm just thinking if you had something that went from all the way down Main Street. And get all the stops, and a trolley kind of looks looks cool. It does. You know, you get on the trolley, <laughs> right? It looks cool. Takes you all the way down Main Street, maybe to Exxon, and then um, the Exxon will take you all the way to Walmart and turn around, and come back. A lot of people will be serviced on that corridor that don't have uh, transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah, the trolley system. Yeah, mm-hmm. I uh, no, I I actually uh, think that's a cool. Idea. Uh, I wonder if our population size supported. I actually thought of a business like this one time with scooters because everybody can't get mm-hmm. to Walmart. Yeah, I know there's one guy yeah. that be walking yeah. sometimes and I pick him up just to take him, mm-hmm. get him there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Charter. Yeah. I would even I would even say we could do you have you have communities that do the uh, golf carts. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if we could legalize those people okay, you, you can ride your golf cart. You actually can street. on you can on the little streets like that. Right? You, you probably can't you can't get on one sentence. Right, right. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. just, we just, don't even have a bike lane for bikes. Mm -hmm. So I mean we gotta get the bikes first. I mean, and like yeah. you said, everybody don't have transportation and mm -hmm. in this small town, you need it. If you don't have access right. to transportation, you're pretty much stuck. Yeah. And we had like one taxi service Who is it? Apple Mayo? Yeah. But you know, the thing about it, a lot of people don't realize you can become a Lyft driver or Uber driver and you will actually do good here in Union. So it is accessible here. Well, if you yeah, put in, we had one, hours. we had, we had one Uber driver. I remember she would go on, you set your own hours. So that's why like somebody had to want to make a little extra cash. Uber and yeah. Lyft. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uber. Yeah. Uber. Do you think young people will vote in this election? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Uh, you know, uh -oh. I tell you, I tell you, um, I tell you, bro, this tech is, you know, social media has mm -hmm. done a great job getting the word out. Mm -hmm. uh, it makes it very visible. Um, but ultimately, you got to get down to people's character and what they stand for. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't voting because it won't count. Or I, uh, both candidates are not great candidates. Um, at the end of the day, you're going to have to make a choice. Yeah. If you don't, you don't have a voice. Like you always say, you lose your voice, you know. And, um, I hope they all vote. I hope they, it, it's a trendy thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag vote. Yeah, vote. If you ain't vote, you ain't cool. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. I, I would say I, I would hope people, young know, people, vote too. Um, I think they they definitely need to. If, if you if you're able, if you're eligible to vote, make sure you go vote. It's 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 kind of hard because it's like if you don't really, I don't know if a lot of young people are really motivated to vote because they don't see these candidates doing something for them. So I don't know if they'll really get out and vote. Um, I guess it's kind of almost like you just. Need, I hate to say the lesser of two evils because evil is still evil. Right. So it's like, I don't know. I just think it's going to be tough. I hope they vote. Um, definitely get out and vote for who you think will do the best job. But, but you know, like you said, social media is a, is a powerful tool. That's all we got right now. But uh, I would just say just get out and vote. I highly encourage all young people, if you can vote, please go out and vote. Um, I know for me, the first time I was able to vote was 2012 when Obama ran the second time. And I seen somebody that looked like me. So that was enough for me to get out and vote because I seen somebody, even though I didn't know a lot about politics at the time, like I still saw somebody that looked like me and I felt like more relatable. Now I see two guys that from just my personal opinion, um, just like I don't feel like they're relatable and I don't know like what they'll actually do. I hope I hope they do do great things for the community. Um, but I, I just I just remember back in 2012 when I was able to vote, I seen somebody like me, and that was enough motivation for me to get out and vote. And I say vote is very important to vote. Um, 
local elections, board, board. Um, mm-hmm. all elections, um, very important because you lose your voice. And as we say, social media is powerful. And there's a lot of young people who are involved in a lot of movements. You know, we have a lot of young people that have a voice mm-hmm. with uh, some equality, inequality, some, some things that are going on. You know, you have a voice. Use your, your vote mm-hmm. as well. That's mm-hmm. a tool. I mean, even if it don't go your way, you, you did it, you know? Mm-hmm. And like you said, at the end of the day, someone's going to be in that seat. Somebody going to win. Even yeah. if you say they're both horrible or they're not going to do anything, one of them is going to be in that seat. So it's best to use your vote. Mm-hmm. Pick that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Get down to a wire. Get down to a wire. <laughs> That's my question. Okay. okay. I can tell you what it is. <laughs> I think we already did this one. Yeah, just go ahead and speak this about where can you go on dates anyway? But you know, speaking on that, I told TJ, like business wise, I think maybe we can bring a nice restaurant here, um, romantic nice. vibes. You know, that. I mm. think we went to, was it Newberry um, downtown? There's this, you know, this nice little little restaurant. It looked like well, something on Cabana. I think you talking. Yeah, about. I'm not sure, but I was like, okay, something you could have done in Union. You know, they just made it a romantic scene on the inside. They served steak and and nice entrees mm-hmm. and all that. But you know, so candle. Yeah. Or I would like like a up on the rooftop. Rooftop type yeah. thing, yeah. something like that. Nice nice street would be nice if they did. Nice they put one yeah. on, on top of the roof on the yeah. street, something like that. Yeah. You know what? Speaking of the dating thing now, you know, you could do something in the park, put tables out, cater oh. some food, and say, hey guys, this is. You, 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 once you buy your ticket, you pay for your meal. That's a nice date. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do, don't worry, let me work on it. I'm gonna bring love. I'm gonna bring love to the community. Yeah. Couple more minutes. Okay. I did slate this to eight thirty. By the way. Okay, okay. So we, we had time. What do you want your impact to be in the community? What do you start want your impact to be? Um, for me, I just want my impact to be when people look at me, they want they see somebody that, that gave back to his community, somebody who helped others. And if I help you do anything, I don't want I don't want you feeling like you owe me something in return. The only thing I need you to do for me is just give back to somebody else. Like pull them up along the way. That was my that's my main thing, just to, to um serve the people um in any way I can, give them a platform, be a voice for the voiceless. And if I help you, just uh, be a blessing to help somebody else. You can give to us. <laughs> you can give. You got a lot to give to us. Uh, I'm gonna give. Uh, I'm gonna give things that uh, can be passed down generation to generation in Union County. Uh, whether it's knowledge, whether it's uh, business, whether it's uh, buildings. Um, I plan on being here a while. Uh, this is my community. Um, much was given, so I have to give a lot back. Uh, and um, just, um, I'm just gonna help people in this community. I'm just gonna help them. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna <coughs> do, help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you'll see that soon. Yeah. 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 Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. I, I would say that I want to, I can emulate anybody who would be my parents. Um, and my mother and father are very generous with their time and they're just giving people. And I think that's how people know them. So I would like to be remembered like them. Um, we joke at home, we call it their missionary work. <laughs> they're always doing something for somebody. And it's not for accolades, it's not for, you know, the shine. So I want to be like them and, and be remembered for that. Um, I would say support. I want to be, you know, my impact would be that support that is needed. Um, a cheerleader pushing you to do the best for everyone, each one of us. Um, those And holding those accountable that need to be held accountable, you know, making making your home the best place it could be you want your your home is like you say when you go to your house your home your home is supposed to be your peace your place that you go to and you love union is our home it's supposed to be our peace it's supposed to be a place we love put pride in you i hope that we can impact with a show of pride in you um I guess what you all said is really much you can add to that. Just kind of piggyback on what you all said. I guess the impact you want to be able to say that when people say he made a difference or she made a difference, uh, he cared for the community. Uh, don't I feel like if if I'm eating good and you're hungry, it wasn't no good for nobody. When we all can sit back and enjoy a meal. And as a community, I think it should be the point where we have had certain families that kind of set the tone in union, set the pace in union. But it should be the point where everybody should have their say and not just look out for the special interests of those select few. But we all should be able to have a home to welcome to where people come from the outside and say, man, I want to be a part of this community. I love it. Uh, me personally, I want to be able to say, when you're dead and gone, you want people to say, well, you know, that guy walked the walk, he lived it, he made a difference. Uh, his children will be able to hear people say, man, your mom or dad, they, you know, your parents, your friends will be able to say, well, you left a good impact. Uh, don't want to be like the one man's funeral where uh, the preacher was talking about how great he was and how good he was. And then next thing you know, the wife kind of hit the son and said, go make sure that's your daddy up there. You kind of want people to really genuinely miss you and, and appreciate you and giving you your flowers while you're alive. Oh, Give yeah. each other flowers while they're alive. Yeah. And, you know, so when they come up to us and say, well, we like what you're doing with this show. Mm -hmm. And when you guys say y'all like being a part of it, that means the world, let's, let's start living it right now. No wait till we've gone dead. Let's do it now. You know. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Who's next? Who's next? Getting down to the last few. <laughs> yeah, we need to shuffle that. <laughs> All right, let's see. Home ownership versus projects. Mm -hmm. Home ownership versus. Oh, versus the project. Versus. Oh, the versus the project. Oh, oh, I just said you said versus. Yeah. Like public house. Public house. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
I'll let you guys right. speak on it and then I'll speak on it. Yeah. Um, I can speak on it. Um, public housing, you know, I I grew up in public housing at a young age, you know, then my mom had a house built. So I, I saw both sides. Um, and in public housing, you know, I realized some people who don't live in public housing, they think, oh, you get everything for free and, you know, and life is great. And then those who live in public housing, they're embarrassed, you know. I don't want to live here. I want a yard. I want to have whoever at my house. I want to, you know, it's it's not your home. It's public housing. You know, there's rules and regulations. There's, they can tell you who can stay there, who can't. They can come in and do um and check your house or whatever they need to do. Um, it's supposed to be a help, a lift up to get where you need to go. It's not supposed to be come a home. It does oftentimes um, become a home. And I honestly, I was saying that, why is it that um, when you go to Spartanburg, their public housing looks like apartments? Like you can't tell. And then ours are like these brick and mortar buildings. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I just I didn't understand that. Uh, that that name project uh comes from the project that they put out and it was kind of like uh people get mad when you say stuff like this. It's a systemic racism type thing, uh which it was built to kind of like say if a mother lost her husband. And uh, a man lost his wife and he had kids. You could go stay there until you get back on your feet. But it's kind of built now to where it's a free place to stay. As long as you don't get married, as long as the mother and dad can't live there, you can, you can like Chambertown, for instance. I'm going to say Chambertown or Horseshoe or the projects over here on, on what's called the Road, Road. All those projects and stuff, like, they're kind of, Glorified in songs and music, mm-hmm. but 70% of all Americans, white Americans, own their own homes. Only 30% of black Americans own their own homes. Uh, since I've been growing up, I saw the first two projects I saw was Horseshoe. My great grandmother lived there on Horseshoe Circle. My mother's, my mother's grandma lived there. Uh, and my aunt lived in the, you know, I had a lot of family members that stayed there. But it's kind of designed to keep you in a position. Mm-hmm. And, and and when you go become a homeowner, you get to be married, you know, you get to have children. But when you're living in the projects, you're told your income got to be a certain amount. So the dad comes, but he got to leave. And the more children you have, the, the longer you get to stay. You know, so it's kind of something that kind of hurts the community. Uh, and who makes money off that? The government, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like you call Chambertown, you call it a town, but what grocery store in there? What funeral home partner? What hospital in there? There's nothing right. a town about it. You know, you had a town in Tulsa, uh, Oklahoma, but guess what happened? They burned Damn. down. And how important was that? You had places like Isentown, Jeters, Santa. You know, you had these places where people went and bought land to build their own communities. But guess what happened? You burnt down Tulsa, you burnt down Rosewood to say you better not go try to build your own communities. Mm-hmm. You know, you like people think you just hurt in Tulsa, Oklahoma, but that hurt Union, that hurt Santa, that hurt Spartanburg. Anywhere in America, when black people 
of people of color decide to build their own community, to build their own hospitals, to do all that, you destroy them and you put them in the projects to where you could take all the money from the projects and you have to go out to all these other restaurants, to the hospital, mm -hmm. spend your money, but you call that a town. There's no town to buy. You know, there ain't nothing about a town. You have a town, you burn it, you burn it down. So we need to do like Spartanburg did. You know, you kind of need to redevelop those places and kind of get people and educate people on what happens when you live there and not make it fun of anybody that stays there. It's beyond me or try to make fun of anybody. Like I said, I, my grandmother lived there before any person that ever thought about living there. That's my mother's grandma's so I, You know, if you, the, my grandmother who raised me, her mother lived there. So guess what? They came from generation to generation. So I'm not picking at anybody. I'm just saying that it's something we need to evaluate, look at, redirect, and restructure to the point where we can understand what happens. You know, you have some families been living there forever. You know, mm -hmm. and what does that do? Right. What do you guys think about it? And I would think, I would think we would in the future that'd be a great episode as well to just talk about something like that because you know I, I never lived in the projects, but you know I, I definitely want to say that people that live in the projects they're not all bad people. No, a lot no. of them they can't help their situation. Yeah. And for kids, I think you know sometimes if they grow up seeing it, sometimes it's all that they'll think that they can become, or they just have to be in this environment but i definitely think that's something um definitely like you said it's kind of like systemic and and it's kind of like a lot of people feel like man, i stay here i get all this free stuff at times and sometimes people might some people may settle for that and I, I don't want people to settle for that and i understand that a lot of times people do need help they do need assistance and i, I just think like you said we do need to do a better job of, well whoever needs to do a better job help um, fixing up our community, we don't want it to just look any kind of way. Like you said, they were doing with Spartanburg. I definitely think they need to do the same thing down here as well. But um, like it's kind of tough for me to talk about it because I haven't lived there. But I definitely would love to see them change it as well for people and um, make it better for the for the kids and all the families that that are living in those communities. Well, I can speak to it from uh, socialized housing perspective. That's exactly what military housing is. Mm. It's socialized housing. You taxpayers are paying for us to live on the base. Mm. <laughs> so, right? But there's a, there's not a stigma attached to that, mm. right? You're a military. Right, mm -hmm. it's a military. Yeah. But all of these people are probably, right now, frontline workers working in the grocery mm -hmm. store, you know what I mean? Making sure all these, these places are being run. Mm -hmm. and, right? So, we need to rethink how we view. Uh, housing in general, and I think in the United States, allegedly one of the richest countries in the world. Uh, if, if I had my druthers, I would abolish all public housing. Every single public housing would become some, some sort of condo where you can rent to own, <laughs> and it becomes your establishment. It becomes yeah. your place to live. You can have your family, you can do whatever, and maybe it's at a reduced rate, and it is still subsidized, and maybe not subsidized as much. But we got to rethink how we do business because you think about, let's say, uh, some of these sports complexes. You're talking about billion dollar sports complexes, mm -hmm. stadiums. They, and while they do um, employ a whole lot of people, that's a whole lot of community that essentially is, is built into that, mm -hmm. right? So, mm -hmm. what if we did that for just regular folks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just the regular folks. 
who continue to make this country in my mind great mm-hmm. <laughs> already. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just I just think that we gotta rethink all of that and look at the laws. That's why it's so important to vote. The people who are making those decisions that oh you gotta meet these requirements in order to live here. Right. Why is that? Why is that? But I don't need these requirements over here. It doesn't make any sense. Well, so yeah, great great point. I mean, yeah. I never thought about it turning into a condo. I mean, yeah, but yeah. So, but let me tell you some nice ones that people want to live in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, why am I being punished because uh, I'm essentially the working poor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. why are you punishing? Well, I, I think there's a whole thing that we, <coughs> all of you guys provided some great insight. That was like, you know, um, projects in Union County has become a generational housing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I talked to Little John over the uh, the uh, Chambertown area, uh, District Five, and he says we're seeing. I've had grandmothers here, and now I got their great granddaughters staying here now. Like, and they're getting the same units here. Um, what's the what's the pros and cons of uh, public housing? Uh, one, reduced rent. It allows, especially women, to be able to be self sufficient for themselves, get a job, and everything like that. So. I do like that benefit of that. And if they have children, it gives them children a roof over their head. Now, whether that roof is warm or, 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 or whether they have the food that they need to eat, that's a whole other government assistance program. But uh, what you guys are forgetting is HUD housing doesn't look like the projects. No. A lot yeah, of housing. That's, that's the thing about HUD housing. Right. Right. You don't right. see that, though. Right. You, know, you don't see that. You can go buy a home through. The same people that live in those mm-hmm. houses can go buy a home through HUD. Right. You know, mm-hmm. but you, and, and you don't see that. Pay by the same price yeah. and own the home. Yeah, right. and then you yeah. know, a, a lot of landlords buy homes and qualify them for HUD for people that need HUD assistance to go stay in. And these are nice looking houses, right? Mm-hmm. And they, you would never know that from the outside in. But the benefit of having home ownership is an asset, right? right. Um, generational wealth. Generational wealth. You can pass it down. That capital gains tax. Uh, if you guys sold your house, you're a couple, you could keep up to five hundred thousand dollars of any 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 improvements that you did right and tax free. If you're single, you could keep up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So the benefits of having a home, think about the equity in the house you can take out and I'm gonna stop before we start doing a pitch here. <laughs> but uh, yeah. If you can get one, if you can work towards that goal, that is something great to do in your life. Uh right now if you just need that government assistance I'm not mad at you. you. know, I still live in District 5, a.k.a. Chambertown. I see the uh, the projects every day, and mm-hmm. I'm just, like, on a mission to help them. Yeah. Yeah. And I would encourage, uh, if there's something where we could do something where it's the down payment program. They do have down payment right? assistance programs. They so that, that somebody who they really want to get in the home, they want to get out of a project, or wherever their situation is, whether it's an apartment or a condo, and they want a, a single-family home, and... The thing that prohibits them is the credit. down payment yeah. and the credit. So making sure that somebody can say, okay, I only have 5%, but I need 10 or 10 and 20, whatever the If you say first home, give me 3.5. Mm-hmm. But you know what, though? You know what, though? When, you, when you're working, and I have seen a lot of people, especially single people, get income tax checks, like eight grand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Eight grand, which is way right. more than a right. round that's you can become a homeowner when you get your income tax instead of running up to the mall, get that eight grand next year. It's like when we had uh, COVID, mm-hmm. you know, you got $1,200 per 
person. If you have you married, you got twenty four hundred, you got five hundred dollars, three, three, four thousand dollars checks, down payments mm-hmm. on homes. So you know, it's just kind of stuff we need to educate. Yeah, I think this is a whole episode. I would encourage people too to also, um, you know, we we got to rethink how we live as well. Uh, a lot of other cultures, the whole family, the extended family. Lives in the house, so it's a big, it's a big house, but mom and dad, the grandparents got their own, you know, in law suite, right? Yeah, the the kids have their suite, you know, everybody's under the same roof and they are sharing the burden of of Wi Fi and Wi Fi and everything and living really well. And we got to think. Because, you know, Spanish I think that's the perpetuation of culture is that. But what do black people say, though? Oh, you live, with your, you live home with your mom. That's bad. I live with my parents. Ain't no shame in my game. No. I'm debt-free, though. That's <laughs> I'm telling you, sir. We, we look at that straight wrong. We look at that totally wrong. When other countries, they, they, they get a property. They pool the money. They build on their own land. And they, they become generational. Help, but we thinking, oh, you 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 think the guy still living with the mom? Okay, guess what? He should be banking, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. we, we gotta really—that's a whole different episode. Yeah. Just kind of, <laughs> let's do uh, one more question. I think we almost almost yeah, run our time on footage. Okay, um, so let's get one more in. Me? We can go ahead. Get the little one. Okay, still a season seven. All right, the little one says drugs. No, that's too much. This is heavy too. How to stop shootings and violence? Shootings and violence. Oh yeah, we got a lot of that going on right now. Just make this quick. Okay. Um, shooting and violence. We got a lot of young guys out there doing things. Uh, mentorship. Uh, the barbershops used to be the place where you could go to and. Uh, Older people kind of school younger people. When you see people out of school, you know, when I was young and I was out on the block and guys be like, why are you in that school? You know, you, you felt so bad and embarrassed. Like now it's, it's nothing. You know, I've seen parents let kids not even go to school just because they need a haircut. You know, mm-hmm. it's just a different cultural thing. Uh, some of these things where the barbers who are usually the, the, the mentors of the community, the fashion designers of the community, the um, the people of the community used to be the country club, but now you know a lot of places uh, got out of that. I think we need to get back into that. We need to set these examples for these young younger kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, Conflict resolution: how to deal with people. You know, it doesn't have to be a fight or mm-hmm. violence. Mm-hmm. And you know, let's talk it out. Let's figure it out. Yeah. You know, I'll tell and you, barbers barbers could be uh, mediators. Yeah, right? you know. Yeah, so like uh, the the next cut on Ice Cube when they had the you know, the cease fire, you mm-hmm. know, this that yeah. type of thing. We got to do that as a community. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's more as cold in District 5 and Chinatown. It seems like somebody shoot to somebody over there. I hear you. Bam, bam. You know, yeah. so uh, I, think, I think it comes to a, and I've been thinking about this for a while now. You just got to have a commitment to not shoot. It's just something personal. You say, hey, brother, do you commit to, if, if altercation went down, not to shoot in this neighborhood with these children are? Mm-hmm. Right? Just a, a commitment. And, well, and and and, uh, and and if they break it, then that's something morally that they have to judge it themselves. If you can't make the commitment, just say you can't make it. And then I know, hey, you are a potential uh, threat to this community now because you know all we just ask you is just not retaliate with a gun. Right. We never said 
not use your fist or go talk it out. Mm-hmm. But just, you know, bullets have no names. And um, mm-hmm. it would suck for you to put a child down. And uh, yeah. and then you have to live with it, you know. Mm-hmm. And now a whole community's hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, a lot of, you know, a lot of times people used to, I used to watch guys fight. You know, you get up, you get beat up. You can go lie and say you want to fight. But then when World Star came out, first thing people started doing, putting out a camera and say World Star. So now you got the whole world looking at you get beat up. So it's, nobody don't want to fight no more. So yeah, we thought World Star mm-hmm. was cool when you saw fighting people holler out World Star. But guess what it did? It made people scared to fight now. So now mm-hmm. they, they they start shooting. So I think you need to put the cell phone down. If two guys got an altercation, duke it out. You know, mm-hmm. go tell your buddy you beat the guy up. You know, that, right. that's how it used to be. What they yeah. say, guns down, gloves up, guns down type yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tell all young people, pick your battles because everything ain't worth a fight. Sometimes it's easier to walk away that don't make you weak. And sometimes right. you let someone argue with themselves and they'll realize how dumb mm-hmm. they sound. Yeah. So everything, you don't have to push back. That's what I was going to say. It's, it's okay to just walk away. Because yeah. you had to think about it. It's... Is it ask yourself is it really worth it? Because mm-hmm. if you take somebody's life, that family's got to deal with the pain and trauma, and then also your family, like mm-hmm. your parents, your brothers, sister, your children. So you just have to think about is it really worth taking somebody's life or fighting or going to jail? Is it is it really worth it and all the consequences that come with it? And these people are our family. You know, like if it ain't nobody I can shoot from Jungle who I'm not connected to, nobody I can shoot from Carlisle, Santa, Jamestown, Horseshoe, Cherokee Estates. You you connect it some mm-hmm. kind of way, you know. Way to, yeah. So put that energy in making this this county a better place. Put that energy in voting. Put that energy right. in all of. You want to fight, fight through those ways. You know, it's, it's other ways to fight. You say music got a lot to do with that now. You know, um, I, I, I think it's a respect thing. I, I think I think it's uh, not knowing how to publicly address situations with words mm-hmm. instead of using violence to show force and show that I'm bigger than you. Yeah. I think music I don't like I don't, I don't like to put it all on music because there are some artists that are socially conscious and exactly. at the end of the day you still have to think for yourself. I I just know Big Sean he had a lot of paraphrasing. He was just saying like far as our community, we like to bang over hoods like we like that's where we're from. Like we don't even really own these neighborhoods anyway. So we're just fighting like we don't even understand what we're doing. Like just paraphrasing what he was saying. But I I don't like to put it all on artists. Yes, they they have a lot of influence, and I think a lot of them are my biggest issue with that though is that some of the artists that portray a lifestyle and they don't even live it. That's that's my biggest pet peeve about it. Like you 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 doing all this. Yeah. yeah, they don't yeah. live there. He's just there. like Future. He always portraying drugs and alcohol, and he don't even do neither one. Right. Yeah, know? that's that's my biggest issue with yeah. it. But there are some at the same time. There are a lot of artists that are socially conscious, mm-hmm. and it's a shame to me sometimes that those artists don't get the recognition that the artists yeah. that do all the other things um, portray the wrong image. They don't get the necessary attention that they deserve, like the artists that are um, socially conscious. So. Yeah. Before um, we close, can I talk a little bit about Saturday? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So I'm going to put my my cap on, any kind of Democratic Party chair. Okay, all right. <laughs> and I invited the esteemed panel, along with Cross the Line podcast, to come out to the Union County Democratic Party drive through block party and meet the candidates. So you guys can do that because there was a question about are we going to get to talk to any additional candidates, right? So we're setting up. I'm asking maybe to bring your round table because that's kind of your signature here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can set up top. 
you don't mind, uh, we're going to have it set up for you guys to do uh, interviews of all the candidates that are going to be there. We're going to have Republican, Democrat, and most importantly, we're going to have Mo Brown coming back. Mm-hmm. He's running for 5th Congressional District against um, Mo. Alright? So, time, what time, time is this? Oh, I'm sorry, it's from 2 to 6 o'clock. So, if you Saturday. guys on Saturday, um, Saturday okay. coming, uh, the whole block party. If you come 2 to 6, I sent you two, I think the flyers, I'll make sure you, you guys get two. Uh, we'll have everything set up for you. You can bring the table and your equipment and you'll be able to go. You can do them individually. Um, and we do have the candidates, uh, like say for one of the districts, District six for the county, all three candidates that are running are gonna be there. So you can kind of really get, mm-hmm. get into it with okay. check their viewpoints. Um location. so what location? It's gonna be at the Elder Belong okay, right. Resource Center, right across from the courthouse. Inside or outside? Outside in the parking lot. Okay. The weather's been pretty good, so it looks like we're gonna have a good day. So I would say be there by three thirty to be set up. Okay. All right. And we'll take care of it. So if anybody is listening, if you can't make it out, you're, you're, you want a social distance, we will have the Facebook Live going with you guys. And we're going to also have some other Facebook Live going with UCDP folks on our page so that all the candidates get a, ch- a chance to get in front of the Absolutely. So we're looking forward to, to this Saturday. Before we get out of here, um, does anybody else have any feedback as we wrap up season one? Can they hear very well now? I think we will. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just want to say thank you guys again. <coughs> thank everybody at this table. Um, everybody who tuned in and joined us. Um, thank you. We appreciate it. I, we appreciate all the love and support. This has been fun. Um, hard to believe this first season wrapped up so quickly, but um, it's been a great ride. I got a chance to learn. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, if you missed this episode, be sure to tune in. Go back and watch it on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora Radio, and iTunes as well. It's my website, Carlos K. Smith. So until next season, hope you guys enjoyed it. This is you and it's time we talk, season one. Thank you for joining us.